I know I still sit on the the exercise ball. I don't know. I still do that. Long, very long term yeah. listeners will know that I I regularly sit on a on a yoga ball to keep my core in check. I'm going to get Richard just to start the podcast with that because that's going to be really <laughs> weird for people for people that have only just started listening to this podcast. I think actually it's the best introduction to 8 or 16 because it kind of sets the scene and the level of quality going forward. What do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, all right. Talking awesome. about sitting on an exercise ball. So there you go. We've, we've, we've started. Um, Rob, there's loads of stuff, as always. On I showed Jen the outline because she said to me, when, when you do the podcast, do you work from like a, you know, like a list of things to talk about? And I said, you have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I showed her and she said, wow, Rob is busy, isn't he? <laughs> uh, right, no, I did that earlier today. Well, you probably saw... I think you get notifications, don't you, when I actually get around to doing something. I do. Yeah, I do see it. But uh, yeah, there's loads of stuff in here. So um, oh, just very quickly, there's a, a slight uh, update on la- something we talked about last uh, week because we're, we're, we're kind of doing it, well, we're doing it weekly just for the, these two weeks. But um, obviously last week we talked about my trip to Brussels and the failure of the, of the iPad mini to um, record a, a podcast. I think your suggestion was that it might have been power related. With- yeah. I don't think it was. And I think someone in my comment section of the YouTube video has picked up on what it is. And when I think back, it makes sense. And if it's true, it's terrible. <laughs> so basically, okay. um, anyone who uses, who's used, I think any kind of door, as they're called, like Logic Pro or Ableton or whatever, um, you'll be aware that on the timeline, you hit record and you've got this big timeline where you, you know all your tracks and your audio and stuff sits. If you hit record, the little... Thing, you know, the little cursor goes across and you start recording and you record for as long as you, you know, until your hard drive runs out of space, basically. What this person reckons is that I didn't set the length of the project in GarageBand on the iPad. Mm. Apparently, you have to know how long you're going to be recording for and extend the project. And if I think back now, I remember looking at the, the display and seeing, basically, it, it filled, you know, the, the kind of audio had filled the available screen estate and i think from memory on the right hand side was the end of the project so it was about a an eight bar project ah now if that now if that i don't i don't know if i I might have to test this if i can be bothered but um that (laughs) that essentially means that it's not like an infinite timeline you have to extend it and think okay we might be recording for an hour let's give it two hours or whatever which i can't believe i'm saying If, if this is what it what it was that's totally rubbish i'm afraid i know garage band is you know something your, your nan uses to record herself playing the guitar probably not uh, but it, it should it should at least follow what logic does shouldn't it is that fair yeah that is where i i haven't used i used i used garage band on the ipad when i got the og ipad that's the last time i used garage band on an ipad so probably i can't remember it probably hasn't changed to be fair um, oh, by the way, if anyone's nan does use uh, Logic uh, <laughs> Garage Band to record themselves playing the guitar, that's amazing. We need to get them on. Uh, but anyway, that was it. So that, that was my little update on um, what was potentially wrong. I might test it because that, that is that feels like enough of a, of a thing to get annoyed and write about. Hmm. But yeah, there you go. Anyway, on to today's outline. Um, first thing, oh, it's about me. <laughs> Yeah. surprise yeah the mark cr- news mark news the uh, the creator award which actually if i Where do yeah. if i do this hey there it is it's great for an audio podcast but yeah it's behind <laughs> me um let me go and get it on two seconds 
it's a bit big to wear around your neck. That's the thing that I'm a little bit <laughs> sad about. But um, it's a very nice thing. It comes with a little card. Um, a bit like, you know, if you buy like a Bentley, the, the, the engine's been made by Jeff. This uh, <laughs> this was made by Rick, or checked by Rick, I think, um, which I thought was quite nice. And yeah, you get a nice little letter with it. Uh, you can buy your team one of these as well. So you get this one for free, obviously, but you, you can if you want to, you can buy additional ones for your team, which I could buy one for the dog, I suppose. But um, yeah, so that's there it is. That's very cool. Isn't it? Well, newsletter subscribers would have seen this already. <laughs> Yeah, so I've had it for like over a week. It arrived last week, just after I'd done the last newsletter recording. And ages ago, I thought I want to unbox it on the newsletter rather than anywhere else, which um, I just th- I think it was nice to share it with people who have been kind enough to give me their email addresses. And I've shared lots of stuff with them up until now anyway. So I thought I might as well share this moment as well. But um, so it arrived about, like I say, a day after the previous uh, newsletter recording. So it's been sat in my kitchen for ages and sat in here. So I've had to forget it's here, basically. Um, and yeah, I, I just I unboxed it, didn't I? And God knows what I was talking about. It was obviously all off the cuff, but um, I tried not to make it much of an Oscar speech because, you know, who cares? But um, yeah, it was just nice to share it with people on the on the newsletter. No, it's a big, a big moment. And well, we should put a link to your newsletter, I'm sure. I don't know what the crossover is between people who listen to this podcast who aren't subscribed to your newsletter. But I should put the link in there, I think. If I was doing my marketing properly, I'd know the, the numbers and the stats, but I've, I've got no idea, to be honest. But um, there should be some... Cro- I, hope, I hope there's some crossover. If there's not, I'm not, I'm not doing my job. Um, but yeah, it's great. And it's uh, yeah, it's just weird to see it in person, because I'm sure, like you, you, you watch a lot of YouTubers, don't you, who've got these on their walls behind them, and suddenly you've got one in person, and it's very, very surreal. But um, it's an arbitrary number. It's a massive number. Don't get me wrong. It's very big for me, but... Um, it is an arbitrary number. And then the weird thing is you kind of get it. It's all very exciting and all the rest of it. And you know, we'll have a drink this weekend to celebrate. But you then crack on. And, and the nice thing about YouTube is they leave you then for, and from 100,000 to a million. And they don't give you anything until you get, if you ever get to a million, uh, when you get your gold one. But um, it's a very nice thing. It's, an, it's a nice thing to get that. Because I don't think any other platform does this really. You know, we'll never get a silver podcast award, will we? Unless we get picked for some kind of podcast no, no Apple do give awards for podcasts, but normally ones that are complimentary, I imagine. What? Why haven't we had one yet? <laughs> have they not heard this? <laughs> yeah, but uh, there you go. Enough no, it's that. awesome. It's a, it's, a, it's a milestone. What a lovely thing to have. It is. Sh- tell the grandkids about. Absolutely. Um, Pixel 7a. Let's talk about something else Not that isn't me. Uh, yeah, I've got the Pixel 7a here. Any good? It's great. Yeah, it's uh, it's classic pixel a stuff really which means great camera if you like the pixel camera um it's slightly better built i think than the, than the 6a it's a bit a little bit more premium it's more expensive it's 50 quid extra or 49 dollars or something more than the 6a um i like it i love pixels i always have done it's not just because i'm part of team pixel and all that <laughs> stuff and yeah full disclosure they sent me this but um yeah i mean there's a few sort of downsides the the Battery's not brilliant. I've got really used to long batteries with the S23 Ultra, and but they're very different phones. I don't think you can expect that really. And, and this does get you beyond a day, you know, with fairly normal use. Um, and it's got wireless charging, so you can yep. top it up during the day. Yeah, it's got all that. It's got the 90 hertz screen. It's got um, facial recognition, which the 6A didn't have, which works very well. 
it's a very good phone. I think for the money, even though it has gone up in price, I, th- I think it's a, such a good a good buy. And it does make the 6A an even better buy now because you're going to get that for, for peanuts, basically, aren't you? And it's not much different, really, the 6A compared to this. Well, the, how's the plastic on the back? I quite like the idea of plastic on the back. Just, you know, one fewer bit of glass to potentially smash and uh, lighter than glass. Yeah, it doesn't feel very plasticky. I mean, until you tap it like that, you can kind of hear it. But it's, um, at first glance, it looks like glass. You'd, you'd mm. be forgiven for thinking that it's glass. It's really, it gets very, very smudgy. Yeah. Um, and incredibly difficult to film because it get immediately picks up, well, this, this one, I've got like the kind of dark obsidian one whatever they call it um this picks up dust and little bits and pieces very very easily uh, but no it looks it looks quite premium actually I'm, it I'm does impressed. it's a very good looking phone yeah it's got a new sensor hasn't it because just for ages the pixels used this just the same sensor but that's got a new one that is not the one from the set the regular seven or the seven pro no i think it has yeah i don't think i mean i've not i'm doing the comparison photos tomorrow but with the seven but it doesn't look that different really you know we're at that point now i think with these phones particularly pixels where they look very similar no matter which one you've got um i mean you don't get the the ultra wide do you Remind, remind myself of this um you get oh you do sorry you get the ultra wide don't you and you get the 2x but that's digital i think um yeah I, I love the photos this takes it's taken some really nice photos already and um i think it's a very good buy stay tuned for my review which will hit the channel at the weekend as so i'm still i'm still holding out for the nothing phone too that started cropping up in uh benchmark sites there are various entries on the on the geek bench database so you know like the uh someone quite high up at Qualcomm sort of accidentally let slip that it was going to be using a Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. And so, I mean, I think they tweeted it or they posted it on LinkedIn or something and they very swiftly took it down again. But by that point, it was too late and the internet had already spread that around. Mm. Um, but no, it's actually, so it's confirmed. So you can see in the Geekbench log that it is, it is a Snapdragon 8 Gen 1. Nice. It's got a, it's got a slightly lower clock speed than people were expecting. So the, the theory is, is that they're probably hoovering up all the binned, you know, the lower binned ones that other, you know, the premium manufacturers don't want. Because, you know, like in the S23 Ultra, there's a Snapdragon in it that's faster than everyone else's because they've, they're picking the, the cream of the crop. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yeah. And if anyone from Nothing listens to this podcast, which I'm sure they don't, but if anyone, anyone knows someone at Nothing, can they just please respond to either my emails or my the people that, who do the PR for me, because we, we keep trying to get in, in touch with nothing, and they've got loads of like routes to get into in touch with PR and press and stuff, and you just hit, don't hear anything at all, which is really frustrating. But um, just tweet Carl; he'll get back to you. I haven't tried that yet. Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah, perhaps. I, yeah, maybe that will help. Um, but no, joking apart, it does. It, it's going to be a really interesting one. I think really interesting. We go. There's lot. What's nice about this this particular episode? There's lots of different stuff. It's not Apple. I don't think it, there's not any Apple on s- stuff on this for quite a while. Is that if at all? Actually, I, well, and even then, it's only incidental. Well, that uh, that was kind of deliberate because obviously next week all of the leaks for the WWDC will start flowing out thick and fast. Oh, 
not next week it's the week after the week we'll be after. doing this one and then the following episode will probably be all about wwdc yep so yeah it's gonna there's gonna be a lot of apple coming up so i thought well, let's talk about some other stuff i'm i'm well up for a break from apple at the minute <laughs> i've made so much content about it uh yeah so next up we've got the logitech g cloud which is something i can finally talk about which um isn't a new product i mean it's been out in the states for a while now uh, but it's um, it's just it's launching in in Europe and as we have to say and the UK um, in the next two or three weeks and I've had it for the last month or so I think uh, which was quite nice Logitech got in touch out the blue and said do you want to give this a go had a chat with them really nice people again just a little bit behind the scenes stuff um, you rarely get to speak to the the, the bigger brands directly um, but with Logitech it was just them direct, there was no no PR company involved no marketing company uh, just straight into the, the, yeah, the, the main the main people there which was great and they, they were just lovely really nice nice bunch and um, yeah they sent across a Logitech G Cloud which is basically a handheld gaming device which is a Android tablet that's all it is really and it just plays cloud gaming it, it has access to Xbox um, what's it called Xbox Cloud gaming, cloud gaming. very imaginative title, um, and also NVIDIA, GeForce Now, and a few others. Um, so yeah, I've been playing around with that, and it's, for someone who hasn't gamed much for a long time, and I know I mentioned this on the Discord server the other, the other day, um, I was a gamer for years and years and years and years, you know, right through as, as a kid up to my kind of early 20s, so I used to play a lot of games, and then kind of fell out of love with it a little bit. I always remember playing Metal Gear Solid 4, this always sticks in my mind, which would have been uh, early 2000s or something. And um, it just bored the hell out of me. It, was, it took so long to actually play the game. And it, all these like long... Cin- it, it, it was the start of those kind of long cinematic bits in games, which you couldn't skip, you had to watch. And it wouldn't be a problem if they were good. But it was always really badly acted, badly written. Um, just he just wanted to get on with the game. I always remember Metal Gear Solid Four as a turning point for me. Me thinking, I just can't be bothered with this. I've got other things to be doing. So that was my, that's my gaming history. Um, so for someone who hasn't done much gaming at all, only here and there since then, uh, just sitting there with a a little console in your hand, playing basically Xbox Series X games. And it working brilliantly, absolutely, yeah, very, very. I've run into very few problems, even though it is in beta uh, for, for the Xbox Cloud. Um, very, very few issues at all. What one or two times it's kind of stuttered, or I've had to restart it, but that that's very, very rare. Um, but just to have all that power in the palm of your hand, it's amazing. Did did they sort you out with an Xbox subscription, or did you have to do that yeah. yourself? Yeah, they did, yeah. So I think I've got two or three months, basically. Um, same thing with GeForce, uh, NVIDIA GeForce. But that's, I've not got far with that because it's a real pain to get up and running because you have to have, some of the games you have to have in your Steam library. I don't have a Steam library. Um, the ones that you don't need a Steam library is a, a quite a long-winded um, kind of registration process that you have to go through, which I've, I've got to do to try it out, obviously. But um, it's, whereas with the Xbox Cloud Gaming, you just jump straight in. Well, I mean, it, it, it's not just cloud gaming, though, because, as you say, it, it's it's an Android tablet, so it's yep. running Android 11. It's got a pretty sad chip in it. It's got it has. Uh, Snapdragon 720G, which 
wasn't very good even when it came out in 2020 so it's got a three-year-old chip in it which i guess is sufficient for streaming but don't think you're going to be playing android games or doing emulation on it because it hasn't got hasn't got the grunt so no. i've seen some videos actually of people trying to get even just like even ps2 or gamecube games you know like really old games and it it just it can't do that but you know if you light android gaming or light emulation it could do that locally the other thing you could do locally is uh, it supports ps remote play oh you've got a playstation though have you it does for xbox as well you can you can do, it? do it with xbox yeah which i'm, I'm going to try over the weekend i've not tried it yet but uh yeah you can do it so, with yeah. xbox. so so it supports xbox cloud gaming geforce now it's uh, it supports Shadow PC as well. Don't know if okay. you're familiar with the Shadow uh, PC. I'm not, Shadow no. PC is pretty cool. You basically rent a high-powered PC for thirty quid a month. No, no contract or anything. You just if you want to use it for a month and then cancel, fine, no problem. You lose all your data, obviously. But um, I th- so I mean that's that, so that's like a, f- a proper virtual PC that you're streaming to whatever device you want yep. to use it on that's got that's the machine spec with the equivalent of a gtx 1080 or if you're really into your games you can pay 45 pounds a month and get a, an rtx something or other um but yeah so that i i, I don't know if you knew that you can i can't remember it's, PC. yeah it's been so long since we had the press call on that and uh since then i've, I've had to make about 30 of the videos but um I wanted more time with it. It's my my issue, really. I've had the time with it, but I've not had the time with it, <laughs> if that makes sense, to, to really test it. So it's going to be quite a lightweight review of it, really. But I think I'm looking at it as they're selling it, really, which is pu- purely the cloud aspect of it. That's that's what they're going for. Um, and I th- I'd guess they've possibly got a bit of a tie-in with the Xbox crowd as well with this. Well, so the obvious comparison would be to a Steam Deck. Yep. Which I haven't got, but you have. I have. Yeah, you should have said I'd have stuck it in the post. I suppose you couldn't say, could you? Because you were embargoed. I'd be but, shot. So, yeah, there's my Steam Deck that just is, yep. gets very little love. Um, the, the reason I don't pick this up is because I've been spoiled by the Switch, which is another thing that it should be compared to, really, which is so light and pleasant in the hand. And I mean, I imagine that the, so I, obviously it's only just come out here, um, but I, so I, I haven't held a G Cloud, but it's coming from Logitech. So you kind of know what to expect, really, because they've got decades of experience of making things that you touch with your hands, mice and keyboards. And so they they know how to do this stuff. I would imagine that the plastic is, is, is nice and tactile, feels good in the hand and the, yep. the, the buttons and everything. I mean, human interface devices is, is, is their bread and butter. So I would expect that all to work nicely. The trouble is, it's quite a narrow scope, isn't it? How it is. many people who want to exclusively play and you know, pretty much exclusively play cloud gaming want a dedicated device to do that? I don't, particularly at the price, it's 329 quid, which yep. is only 30 quid off the Steam Deck, which is a full-blown PC. It's very, very available now. Yeah. So I mean, what, what it's got over the Steam Deck is it's 1080p, which you would it's notice. It's a lov- lovely display, by the way, really nice. Yeah, so it's 1080p versus 800p on the Steam Deck. It's fanless because the Steam Deck can get very noisy. Uh, it's obviously it's smaller, it's lighter, and the battery life is ridiculous. It is, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So you know you'll get, well, 
depending on what you're playing and on what ridiculous settings you've got on your Steam Deck, you can you know you can probably get four or five hours out of a Steam Deck if if you're sensible, but you can you can drain it in a couple of hours if you if you put some effort in. Uh, but how are you really going to sit there for 10, 12, 15 hours somewhere with a really good Wi-Fi connection to stream games? Yeah. I don't know that you are. And I, so I don't know that it stacks up for me because you could pay 30 quid more, get Steam Deck, or you could get a Switch, an OLED Switch for about the same money. Um or you could just get an accessory for a device that you already have, like um, the Backbone. Have you seen the Backbone sort of clip-on controllers for Android phones and iPhones? Okay, yeah, or, sorry, I have, yeah. I or the, Ra- the Razer, yep. Razer something or other, Razer Kishi, I think it is. So, you know, and those are like 100 quid. So, <laughs> you know, you could get a, a much more capable... I mean, depending on which phone you have, you wouldn't necessarily have, because it's got, what, a seven-inch screen, isn't it, the... G-Cloud. Like yeah. Yep. So, yeah, it's not one. doing it for me. It's not doing it. I think. Yeah. I think. Essentially, I think it does what they say it does, and I don't. But I, I'm not convinced anyone needs that. <laughs> that's, that's where I'm struggling <laughs> with it. I can't say anything until my review, obviously. But um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, and that that's the thing that I've got to get my head around in terms of the conclusion for this. Um, but it is. I mean, for, again, for someone. I don't know how much I can say on this, but for, for someone who, um, like I say, is a very, you know, not, not even a casual gamer, but someone who would just like the idea of just sitting down and having a bash away on Gears 5 or whatever, just because he hasn't played it for 20 years. Um, well, it wouldn't be that version. It would be probably Gears, Gears of War 1, wouldn't it? Um, it's, it's an interesting proposition, basically. Um, but it's not a cheap one. You know, you still need the, the subscription to Xbox Live and also, you, you, whatever it's called, Xbox Cloud. Um, also, you, you, you kind of... Yeah, it's up to them what in terms of what games are available. Some come, they come and go. It's a little bit like Apple Music. You know, one of your favourite albums disappears without you knowing because you're renting it basically. So, it's um, yeah. There's some interesting challenges with it, but I'll see what conclusion I draw next week. Yeah. Well, the biggest issue with it is the is the non-skippable ten cent um, end user license agreement because you know they're doing it in partnership with Tencent. It was a massive Chinese company. Yep. Uh, so they're. I personally, I would just, I just tick it and carry on and not care about it. But there are a lot of people who are very concerned from a pri- privacy perspective. So if you're mindful of your privacy, um, th- that's going to be a hard nope for those people. If people notice it, I suppose, like you say, it's. It, it depends on the audience, doesn't it? Who ends up buying this, and that there must be enough, uh, you know, audience research and. Based on, on on sales in the US as well, it's it's obviously been worth their time bringing it over here, I suppose. But we'll see. We'll see what conclusion I draw. Well, they've got a warehouse full of them that they need to try and <laughs> offload. I'm sure that's not the case. Uh, the Sony hasn't... We talked about the Sony One Five, whatever. I've totally lost track of Sony's naming conventions for everything, but particularly their phones. Um so that hasn't arrived yet. Although they're launching another camera, aren't they, next week? Uh, yet another vlogging camera. Apparently the ZV... Here we go, I can't remember. Is it, is it the ZV1 or the ZVE1? The one that is basically an FX3 tiny miniature version. That was that, you know, about a month ago. That was the new vlogging, you know, full-frame vlogging camera. Not anymore, apparently. There's another one coming out next week. Which right. is probably going to be the, the Sony ZV2 
110E or something. I, okay. I love Sony, partly because they're just so bonkers and they just keep bringing out <laughs> a thousand cameras a year. And someone just needs to say to them, these aren't people that keep having kids. There's a reason this keeps happening. Just slow down. <laughs> we don't need that many cameras. Um, but I've gone off on a tangent. No, the, 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 the phone hasn't arrived either. Oh. Uh, but what did arrive was the Skullcandy Crusher ANC2, which I couldn't talk about last week because they were on embargo. Not that an exciting embargo, really. It's not like a, a new iPhone. But um, I wasn't going to review them. So what, what happened? They got in touch and said... Uh, we've got these new headphones. We think you'd like them. Do you want to check them out before they come out? And uh, I said, I can have a look, but looking at my production diary, it's just nuts. So at, at the most, if they if I find them interesting, they may make it as a, as a short or a, a TikTok reel, or a, a YouTube, a, what's it called, Instagram reel, um, which they were absolutely fine with. Put them in the post, sent them across to me, got them out of the box. And I wasn't, I mean, I've, I've never heard a pair of Skull Candy headphones, actually. Have you ever had a pair or heard a pair or... Yeah, that that uh, well, they always used to get a bad rep, didn't they? Yeah. They were very much they 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 had a very particular audience, and that audience didn't necessarily care about what they sounded like. It was more that they look super cool, very um, beats like, but, I think, in that respect. Yeah. Wasn't it? Um. So I, I think for that reason, I've always kind of discounted them as being not really for me. So I've never heard a pair of Skull, skull Candy. But when they turned up, they had this... And I, I, the other thing was, I didn't even look into what the original Crusher ANC were, because clearly this was a, a sequel. Um, so I, I had no idea what Crusher meant, what this thing was all about. Um, got them out of the box and noticed a little dial on the side, which I assumed was for the volume. I thought, that's quite cool. It's got a proper, right up my street, mechanical dial for the, um, for the volume. And then spotted that the volume was on the other side as buttons. So that was confusing. Put them on my head press play on something and twiddled the little little knob and um all hell broke broke loose basically so they've got this i can't think what they call it what's it called it, uh, uh, something um i should know this i've done the review you'll remember rob you, you've got you've got a memory like a like an elephant um something bass it's a immersive bass thing basically it's bass which combines a fairly big driver with haptic feedback so the basically the the cans vibrate on your head in time with the bass response or the bass so is is that an actual haptic motor is that apparently yeah yeah it's very hard to find proper details on it and they, they didn't give me all the details unfortunately and it was, I, we ran out of time to get them but the, the reason i ask is because in 2017 there was a company called neura who released the neura phones which i have here actually okay and they this is a combination you see it's got it's got like an in-ear bit yeah and then surrounding that you've got your regular ear cup now that so these came out in 2017 they've got anc they're you know they've got um transparency mode you can use them as you know to make calls and stuff um but this really interesting ear cup design where it's sort of part in ear part over ear makes it, it delivers a really pleasing separation between the highs and and the bass but they've got a feature called immersion which goes from zero to front row and <laughs> what, what, I, I i think i sent you a, a gif didn't i you did yeah oh i just said it wrong didn't i i've broken my own rule uh, it's no, right I, for I, me i say gif <laughs> i'm a gif I sent, I sent you i sent you a gif uh demonstrating the how much 
I don't know what the word is, excursion there is in the, in the, on the cone. It's not, anyway, it essentially does the same thing and it, it was doing it six years ago. So I, I'm, I don't know why this is, a, this is a new exciting thing. I just hadn't heard it before. It's a new experience for me. I, I didn't know these sort of headphones existed. I'd heard of the neurophone stuff, but I'd never, never bothered looking into it. Certainly never had a pair. But um, yeah, it's just it's really Get in touch hard with to... them. I reckon they'll send you some because they they they've been making them for years. I don't find them aware. It hasn't changed at all because they didn't need to. Because it's I, I tried them on just you know following our discussion the other day, um, and yeah, no, they still sound great. You know, they're six years old. There's just something about the design of those. Cause that we might have to put that GIF slash GIF in if we've got if we've got a link to it in the uh, show notes because. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it. It, it. Maybe it's just my dirty mind. I don't know, but it just looks all kinds of wrong. Um, but well, I, I, the- I have previous when we've talked about the neurophones before. I have to, I have described the the in ear bit as penisy. It's very so. penisy. And but this but the, <laughs> the, the the gif was obviously animated, which made it a hundred times worse. Um, but um, but the difference with the the, the, the Crusher ANC two is that there's none nothing nothing protruding. It's just they look like normal headphones basically, and they use some kind of motor, some something basically. I mean, the best way to describe it is that it does feel a little bit like it's going to completely destroy your hearing because it feels like you've strapped two bass bins to your head. That's how how loud it feels. But then you, you quite quickly realise that it is it's very much an experience. It's very much a synthesised feeling of big bass and I think there is something somewhere where uh, Skull Candy do confirm that this isn't going to destroy your hearing you know they're, they're no technically no louder than normal normal headphones um it's just that that feeling a bit like the haptic thing on you know macbook trackpads it messes with your brain a little bit um but in terms of an experience it's amazing is you know on certain if you listen to like a, a live record it sounds really live you, know, you can really hear the, the kick drum and the, the bass parts. It's, it, you know that feeling when you're in a, a, a room and you've got a big band in front of you with a big, big PA. Feels like that. So that that's right up my street. But it's also not a very long street. You can't really put up with it for that long. It's not the sort of thing you'd sit there and while away the hours listening to. I don't think. So I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what the audience is for these, apart from people who like massive bass and it's great for movies. That's another thing. Really nice to listen to, to big movies on it. But aside from that, they're just a really they're just they're interesting. I, I've been I, as you know, I like interesting stuff, interesting tech. Doesn't always get the views, and it doesn't always bring in the audience, unfortunately, because people want to hear you talk about the the MacBook Air for the eighty sixth time. But um, I love this stuff where it's just different, and I, I wouldn't buy a pair myself personally. But I'm just I'm glad they exist. Basically, yeah. No, so it's fun. Yes, we need more so, fun. So, on the subject of fun and also tactile buttons, we need to talk about the TP7. This is the teenage engineering thing, isn't it? The teenage engineering field recorder. Yeah. I, I, I really want it and don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> Equally. No, 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 one, no one needs one, especially not at the 1,200 quid they're asking for it. But what a lovely object. Teenage engineering are a little bit like... DJI. I think I've mentioned this before about DJI, that everything DJI makes, I want immediately. Great example of that is the, have you seen these? You know, the, um, the mic. All right. So I've gone off topic here, but it's, a, it's kind of on the same thing. Um, so you basically get these two little lav mics. All the YouTubers are using them, but they, they sit in this um, 
charging case, like a you know, AirPods Pro style charging case. They've got like a little transmitter if you want to put that on top of your your camera to feed the, the audio into your, ca your camera. But th that's not the point. The point is, it's just such a lovely thing. Everything's made. You just you just want, even if you don't need lav mics, you'd want one of these because it looks really cool. Teenage Engineering is exactly the same as DJI in that respect. Everything they make is the wantability factor is just massive isn't it well the, the thing in particular about this tp7 recorder it all it's just a portable recorder oh yeah it's nothing special yeah but it's i mean it's beautiful to look at it's got a leery orange back which is obviously right up your street but it's got it's got a disc on the front that rotates to simulate a tape reel when it's when it's recording which also acts as a jog wheel if you want to scrub through and if you're playing back what you've recorded and you want to scroll through which is cool but just that little just that one thing just makes it so desirable in my opinion i just it's just a, a joyful little addition yeah they're great aren't they yeah sure it's so expensive how much is it it's a ridiculous it's just, price it's 1200 quid <laughs> <laughs> who's going to buy that? I don't quite understand who that's for. Uh, people are really into design. Because I, I think they are, they're spearheading design at the moment. Well, they, they were responsible for the Nothing Phone design, for example. Well, I, didn't, I did but, not know that. Yeah, no, they're all over the place, the teenage engineering. I, yeah, I just, again, I'm really glad they're making it, but I just don't know who needs to buy it. You're not, you're not going to get journos buying these, are you, and taken to press conferences and sticking them in front of... Yeah, the PM. <laughs> it's not, not really, even though that's technically what it is, it's just a field recorder. Um, I don't know. It's brilliant. Love it. Absolutely love it. Probably won't ever get one. No, I doubt it. Um, unless they ever get in touch, who knows? I am getting all sorts of weird, weird companies getting in touch at the moment. My my, my favourite thing they ever released was the was the uh, the vinyl recorder. Did you ever see that? I, I, I vaguely remember it, but I can't. You might have to remind me. The, the, basically, they just released a device which would etch vinyl for you to make your own <laughs> records. Of course they did. Well, uh, it's just so much money, isn't it? This is the problem. Oh, crikey. Are we 40 minutes in already? We've got so much stuff we need to go. We're going to need to rattle through this stuff. <sighs> We're going to have to, aren't we? So Amazon, Just th this is really important to talk about, actually, I think, because this is definitely a public... It's pro probably one of the most important public service announcements we've made on this on this show even though we've done quite a few um but yeah amazon so have i talked about it on 8 or 16 i genuinely can't remember um i'll just very quickly rattle it off so so about a month ago whatever i ordered a ipad pro from amazon and the next day the box turned up completely sealed looked looked legit opened it and there was a work light in there which was worth about 20 quid great um obviously went through the process of returning that <clears throat> About a week later, I ordered a new Sony camera. Box turned up the next day, all sealed, looked normal. Opened it, and there was a USB mic in there, which was probably worth about 30 quid. And it was one of those things where you look at it, you just think, this can't have happened twice. Two, two high-value orders, two consecutive high-value orders, both probably, you know, we have to be careful what we say, but probably went missing purposefully during the, uh, the trip to my house. Um, so I went through the process then of, again, it's a hot, I, don't know, I don't know how many times you've done this, but I, I, that feeling of dread when you have to contact Amazon and go through their whole returns process and explain what's going on. And, and the fact this has been the second time it, it had happened made it even more frustrating because I was having to say to them, look, there's another one I've already returned, not heard anything about at all. It's happened again. And you've got all these different order numbers flying around. Just a horrible, horrible thing. 
Um, but got to the stage where they'd, they'd agreed for me to send back these incorrect items and get them refunded. So I did that, did everything they said, took photos of it and all the rest of it, sent it, got the recorded delivery thing, and then left it, left it for about a week. And then I woke up last Friday morning to an email from Amazon saying, um, we've received your package, but because it's not the original item, we can't refund you. I, I genuinely felt sick. This was six o'clock in the morning and had a really busy day ahead. The absolute last thing I needed. And the reason I felt sick was because I knew what was ahead in terms of trying to fix it. Like, where do you start? Do you go on their chat? Do you ring them? Do you reply to the email? If you reply to the email, where does it go? Because the email that, that came from Amazon saying that, it, it was just signed off with account executive, not even the name or anything at all. It almost looked dodgy, like, like spam. So yeah, and that happened, and then I got the same email about the other one. Actually, no, I didn't, no, beg your pardon, I didn't get the same email about the other one. Um, but I hit Twitter, kind of absolutely lost my rag on Twitter, and had lots of people getting involved. And um, I can't even remember how I got it resolved. Thankfully, I did. About a week later, eventually I managed to get them to, to, to refund me, after loads of detective work on my part in terms of sending them emails. And What, what bothered me was the fact that they it, it made... Yeah, they kind of turned it on me. I was, I was the, I was, I was suddenly the guy who was sending back incorrect items for a, for a refund for something I kept, basically, which was utterly horrible and and unforgivable, basically. And when you bear in mind, I've been a long-standing Amazon customer for many, many, many years, high, high spending, um, and also I'm a for, th- for over three years I've been an Amazon affiliate partner. I've been on their affiliate program, sending thousands and thousands of pounds worth of business their way across the US, UK, Canada. Um, yeah, a horrible experience to the point where it's left me in a bit of a tricky position, actually, because I've, I'm not going to buy anything of high value on Amazon ever again. That's, that's it now. Um, little things seem to get to my house okay, so begrudgingly at the moment I'm still doing that. Um, the only problem with this is that I do use them as an affiliate partner, so I am sending people from my videos and blogs, etc., to Amazon, which is a bit troublesome given my stance. The only slight, I suppose... Um, slightly good thing about this is that what's interesting on, on twitter that caused like i said caused a massive sting on twitter about it and there were a lot of people in the states who were getting back to me saying we can't believe this we, we don't have this in in the, in the us you know the, the customer service for amazon's fantastic you get in touch they sort it out no problem at all they genuinely couldn't believe it and because i think 90 percent of the, the stuff that i kind of refer for amazon goes through the us site that gives me a bit of confidence that it's not you know, I'm not, it's not not too much of a, a big issue over here. Um, there's very few sales that I send through the UK site, thankfully, but it still bothers me because I'm I'm now saying, well, I'm not ordering high value items, so I've got to, I've got to decide what to do here for the good of my business and also just morally because it's I'm utterly sort of disgusted about it. But I've got my money back anyway. So I imagine you you kicked up enough of a stink about it that I'm sure they'll do their own internal investigations and find out where where the weak link is, so to speak. And hopefully, sort it out. Fingers crossed. I mean, it, it, it might be one bad actor in your nearest depot. Possibly. Who knows? Although, having said that, there's it's there's a big story about it on the BBC. The BBC have ran quite a big thing. Yeah, it's, it's not. It wasn't just me, basically. I think um, if you if you Google it, there's a. I think it was in March they reported on it, and lots of people are getting the same thing where high value items, basically not turning up. So. Be wary, please, folk. Mm. There you go. That was nice. Let's talk about something happy, something nice. Well, I mean, the, the, so the, 
The trouble is, is that they've they've released a whole bunch of new cool devices. Do you not want to talk about those because you've got beef with them now? No, they're rubbish. All right, okay. <laughs> no, let's talk right, about. Let's, let's, do, let's, let's talk about them very, 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 very briefly. Try and get me back on side with Amazon. See what you can do. Uh, well, so got, there are two new Echoes. You've got an Echo Pop, which looks like an Echo Dot but cut in half. So you know that like, the Echo Dot was the, well, the the latest Echo, the most recent Echo Dot was sort of spherical. Do you imagine a a hemisphere? That's what it looks like now. Um, the only interesting thing about it is that it also acts as an Eero node. So if you've got an Eero mesh setup, it'll extend your range by a thousand foot, up to a thousand foot or something. But only up, only eight oh two dot eleven AC. So if you've got a really fancy Eero with like Wi-Fi six E or whatever, it probably won't be any good then. Um, but that looks quite good. Um, and there's a third gen Echo 5. So Mrs. Rob's got a second gen Echo 5. And it's a really nice thing, actually. She lives on her desk and she's got the photos of their kids on it and all that sort of stuff. But this new one's got much better sound and it's got a new chip in it. So it's a bit snappier. Because I do have to say, I mean, I've, I've got one of every, pretty much every Echo ever released. And yeah, the older ones are getting really clunky and slow now yeah yeah. i don't know that i want to go to the hassle of of replacing any of them i think as they become more and more useless i'll just take them out of rotation and not replace them really um there's a there's an echo for your car which has been available in the states for a while now but you can get that in the uk and um there's also some new echo buds but they've taken a very different direction with these. So the Echo Buds, the last time they released Echo Buds, they were like you know 130 quid or something, and they were sort of competing in a very different area of the market. Now they've sort of gone bare bones. They're like 50 quid or even 40 quid if you... Uh, sorry, $50. You can't get them here yet. So $50 or $40 if you pre-order them in the States. Um, but they're really bare bones. They're just like... Uh, there's no ANC. They've got no sort of silicone mushroomy tips. There is like a silicone seal on it, but they're, they're essentially like the Amazon equivalent of regular AirPods. So I mean, this is sort of just a single piece. It's got like Bluetooth 5.2. I think it's got multi-point pairing for, and, and seamless device switching. So it'll switch between your phone and your laptop or whatever, you know, the multiple devices that you've got it paired with. Um, it's got like, hasn't got ANC or anything fun in it. But, um, yeah, I think for a no-frills true wireless earbud for, you know, 40 to $50, mm. I reckon probably be all right. It's got, like, five hours of listening time, 20 hours with the included ch- charging case. Uh, you, it'll recharge to two hours' worth of listening on a 15-minute charge. It's got Alexa built in. Um, made of 56% recycled materials. Oh, and the charging case is USB-C. Looking at no one in particular, AirPods Pro. That's so, everyone now, isn't it? That's literally everyone apart from the the AirPods. Wow, well, no, because even even Apple are putting USB-C. So if you've seen the new, uh, oh, what are they called? The Beats Studio Buds Plus. I have seen indeed, those. Yeah, I have. So they've got they they've got USB-C charging on it. That's what I mean, yeah. But so that's literally everyone who's now switched over. It's, it's still just Apple, isn't it? Well, I mean, technically, Beats is Apple still. So, what? Well, the um, Ming, Ming Chi Kuo reckons that there'll be an AirPods Pro charging case with USB C later this year. 
Has to be. That absolutely, that absolutely has to be. Yeah. Okay, some interesting stuff from Amazon, isn't there? But again, with Amazon, new, new Amazon tech, it kind of arrives and then just disappears and people start buying it and no one makes much of a fuss about it, do they? I'm trying to think of the last really exciting bit of hardware they released. Well, I have to say, the, the, Fire, the, the Fire Kids tablet got one for our older daughter. Yep. It's pretty good, actually. I mean, obviously, yep. it's, it's a piece of junk. You wouldn't want to use it yourself, but for, for kids just to play sort of simple educational games and stuff it's all right harrison's got an eighth generation ipad now has he yeah one that was i think i had it as part of a someone sent me it i can't think who it was but it's uh, it's been knocking around in the studio for a while so we've bought him one of those military grade you know you can run it over run it over with your car cases and uh yeah he loves it i say he loves it he just keeps trying to eat it but yeah. it's completely bonkers how quickly they pick up the touch grass Oh, it's so fast, isn't it? They they really because they start by doing that, don't they? They kind of like scratching it, and then they realise that when they do that, stuff happens. It's like, oh wow, starts doing things. Um, okay, um, will I check any of that stuff out? I don't know. I'm a bit obviously down on Amazon at the moment, so probably not. But wow, but you've also tried to switch to Siri for all your smart speaker needs, and that's not been going that well, is it? No, it's terrible. It's really <laughs> terrible. I've <laughs> horrible it's it's just it's hard to explain how bad it is i come to the studio and i've got the sonos you know the, the era 300 and the 100 downstairs and it's um it just works perfectly all the time and it works with apple music ironically whereas the home pods at home have a, have a problem working with apple music you know e- either of us asked for something and either it might play it may not it might play something completely different jen was watching um something on the apple tv last night uh, I was yeah, yesterday during the day. I think I wasn't there. I came home and she said, "You wouldn't, she wouldn't, you wouldn't believe what happened earlier." She, she said, "I was watching whatever it was on you know, Home and Away or something on uh, the Apple TV," and she said, "The sound disappeared and then it came back behind me." I said, "What?" Is I, I thought was she using the surround sound. Had something happened? You know, did it flicked onto the, the rear speakers? No, it was coming out of the HomePod in the kitchen behind her, and she hadn't. I said, "Did you touch anything? Did you go into the? You know, did you?" long press the the button that brings up the switcher for audio no didn't yeah the control was on the other side of the room just stopped playing on the tv and started playing on the kitchen home pod ace that that's not right is it that's not that that doesn't just work does it mm. i'm on one today and i'm really kind of moaning about everything but that it, that just annoys me <laughs> i you know i was i was really excited for the pixel tablet so you know, I mean, so I'm, yeah. I'm a bit. I'm I'm also a bit down on on the Amazon voice assistant. I said probably because I really ought to replace some of my more aging devices, but I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to moan about it and do get something else. So I was really interested in the Pixel tablet and the hub thing, um, and I think we talked about it last week. And I was like, the thing is, it's going to take seconds before my daughter realizes that the screen detaches and then it's just going to get destroyed i thought well i looked into it a bit further you can actually get a case okay get a case for it um that doesn't interfere with the whole sort of magnetic docking business so i thought right okay cool then i looked at the price here do you know what it costs here Six, 600 quid ouch which would probably be all right or slight justifiable if the dock, if you could use the dock independently, but you can't. It, it, it's got no brains in it at all. 
So it's, it's, it's just a speaker that will play sound when the tablet is docked. So it's got no mics. It's got you can't stream music to it. It's it's useless. So mm. yeah. So no. So I, I when I saw it announced last year, I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Then when they actually unveiled it this year, I was like, I I love it, and I I wish that Apple did something similar. But I don't think I can get one to. Oh, actually, could I make this work? To no, absolutely not. It's just too much money. It doesn't do enough. You have to wait for my review. L- live it, live it through me. Have you got one coming? Have you? Uh, that should be at some stage. They're being a bit coy about when it's going to happen with that and with the Pixel Fold. Yeah, not sure why, but um, I think it's it's taking a while to get over here, basically. But but well, yeah. well in, in other Google news, there's some the just a public service announcement. Uh, Google they're they're planning to start deleting accounts that haven't been logged into for two years. Did you hear about this? Uh, no. I remember Twitter did something similar recently, but didn't know uh, Google were doing it. So, yeah, I don't know. You've got some some old accounts that, uh, I don't know, you just, like, back some stuff up. Because, you know, you just, people do, don't you? You have an old account and then just sling some stuff on the Google Drive and then set up a new one when you run out of space. Just, yeah, keep 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 those active. Keep keep using them keep logging to them because they will start deleting them later in the year um but uh, more interestingly they accidentally published uh, a, a, a dog food version of the personal safety app uh, right. so that was, okay. was not meant for public consumption but with within it there was a feature that allows you to use your pixel phone as a dash cam Oh, okay. So if you've got a, a you know dock in your car and you've you've got it mounted such that it can see out of your windscreen, there may well be a future where you can use your Pixel phone as a dash cam, which is quite cool. Awesome. So that is nice. What a great idea. Um, any more Google news? I think that's all the Google news. There's some sort of general software. In it. Oh, actually, no. Well, mag- I think we've mentioned this before. You know, the Magic Eraser feature, which is just super cool. You can get that on non-Google phones, including iPhone, uh, if you pony up for Google One, which is like one ninety-nine a month, twenty quid a year for a hundred gigs of storage. Uh, Then, yeah, in the that will unlock within the Google Photos app on whatever device you're using. It will unlock Magic Eraser functionality. It's a really important point that because it's not the phone that does it. I think some people assume that you know the way it's marketed is that the the Pixel does this stuff. It's not. It's all done in in Google Google Photos. It's very clever. Don't get me wrong, but it's uh, yeah. It's nice to see they're they're expanding it. That's very very um, non Apple like as well. I quite like the fact that Google are doing that and Apple would never do that with with any of their stuff or some of their stuff. Um, Okay. One thing I have noticed on here, which has got nothing to do with anything we've said, but because we, I've, well, mainly, mainly I have been moaning mo- for most of this podcast, is quite nice, which is the shout out to Trevor Horn. <laughs> that, <laughs> that, you know, we started very randomly today with a, you know, you sitting on a, an exercise ball. We might as well finish on a, a random topic as well. Because you were listening to uh, Owner of a Lonely Heart, weren't you, recently? And you, you, you enjoyed it so much, the experience that much that you had to, mention it yeah well i mean so everyone knows owner of a lonely heart by yes i hope they do um and you know i must have heard that thousands of times over the years oh, so this is just a we I, I had another one of these experiences recently i can't remember what it was last time i think it was the police or something i think it was wasn't it yeah um 
but yeah no i i heard it for the first time on my h95s whereas previous i mean i've always had pretty nice headphones but obviously the h95s are ridiculous and you know even though i've heard that song thousands of times it's usually been like you know on a car audio system or on a radio or something um but yeah i really took a moment to appreciate the production quality on that song from mr trevor horn it's absolutely superb so yeah if you've got a decent set of headphones you haven't listened to that for a while I, it's, that was a real joy there's so much going on in that track isn't there and it's also really sort of sparse it's classic trevor horn you know uh, kind of very love really well produced and very um sort of elaborate without being kind of you know way too much going on if that makes sense that, none of that made any sense at all but if you listen to it you know exactly what i mean um it's like it's got those break bit break beat uh sections doesn't it which come out of nowhere and the guitar flying around the you know, left and right and it's amazing it's an amazing record um yeah that needs i don't know i don't know why that's not on my headphone test track list it yeah really no, i think be. it should be i think it's gonna go on mine did you listen to that on was it apple music or no, to... I'm using Deezer at the moment. I'm using Deezer, okay. Because nice. uh, yeah, well, I haven't tried Apple Music again for a while, but I'm I'm pretty sure I still won't be able to get on with it. There's just something about the Apple Music sound that I just doesn't doesn't work for me. Um, but no, I've got I I got just for some reason Deezer sent me a deal, so I've got like the full fat high res Deezer for six quid a month. Oh wow! Which will which continues indefinitely as long as I maintain my subscription so i think they, they're probably gonna have they've got me forever now sounds like it yeah i don't think I've, have i used deezer i don't think i've used deezer i'll tell you what their their flow algorithm is you know like they, they've all got this sort of will will using ai will will you pick a song and then we'll make a playlist of other yeah. songs that we think that you'll like the, the deezer flow algorithm knows me better than any other platform interesting I've never had much luck with those algorithms. I give Deezer Flow a go. Okay. It just always seems to know what what I want to listen to. The Apple Music one's terrible. It never <laughs> jump from like Pink Floyd to the Sugar Babes and, and you know you know you get that um for you mix on Apple Music. I don't know if you ever listen to yours, but there's always tracks in there that I've never listen to i oh, know fa- the favorites mix sorry the one which you'd think would be stuff you listen you've at least listened to once there's always stuff in there i've never listened to in my entire life never heard of it's uh, very strange i'm gonna stop moaning i keep moaning on this <laughs> on this podcast i'm gonna stop it i'm gonna be really happy next time possibly right. um but yeah let's leave it at that there's, there's, lo- there's lots of other stuff in here in fact we didn't do your news robert i've just seen that we might have to do your news Next, that can be a cliffhanger for the next one. So for all our new listeners, they, they get excited about the next, how will the new, you know, the next show start? Will it be about exercise balls? Well, it might actually have turned up by then. So yeah, this is a thing that I keep wanting to talk about that uh, I just haven't been able to get. But yeah, so maybe next time it will actually have turned up. Although, talking about things that have turned up, I've got a bone to pick with you. Where's your Ted Lasso watch band? Oh, it's not on me at the minute. It's at home. <laughs> I'll tell you exactly where it is. It's on my bedside table. I promise I've been wearing it. The, the reason I'm not wearing it is because I've been to the gym. I didn't want to get it all sweaty, basically. I promise it's there. And also, it, the, the box has taken pride of place on my wall of you know, stuff Junk. that I just... <laughs> <laughs> meaningful things that I placed over there on that. <laughs> right, on that note, thank you. All right.